Hello there, it's Donna Reesh, aka Language Arts Lady, with episode number nine of Our Homeschool History. So I've been doing this, um, these episodes for nine weeks now, and I'm really excited to share with you our entire history of homeschooling, 32 years of homeschooling. So we are still back in year one, 1983. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was a long time ago. But this episode is A Week in the Life of, during 1983, part two. So last week I talked about the daily ins and outs. So what our days looked like with my eighth grade sister that I was homeschooling, uh, Lisa, and with our little one-year-old guy, Joshua, at the time. And um, this week, I'm going to continue with that. But rather than the day of the life, I kind of want to look at the week and how our weeks went and some of the things that we implemented and why we did those things. And then also kind of summarize for you uh, Lisa's progress over that year. Um, So we'll be ready to move into year two fairly soon here. So first of all, when I brought, we brought my sister home, Lisa, to homeschool, if you have listened to the other episodes or watched the other episodes, we uh, brought her home because of bullying and the fact that she just plain and simply wouldn't go to school. So my mom would go to work in the morning and, you know, my sister who was a little bit, so Lisa was 13, so my sister would have been 15 and then my little brother, I think, was eight at the time and my sister who's 15 could not make Lisa go to school. So mom would be at work and then the other three would be off to walk to school and Lisa would just lock herself in the closet and she wouldn't go to school. And my mom didn't have the kind of job that she could just come and go and she was frantic. Uh, You know, Lisa was staying home all day by herself, crying, carrying on, wouldn't go. Um, Lots of social anxiety, a lot of um, self-esteem issues, a lot of fears and so forth. So a big part of our homeschooling with Lisa was helping her socially and her social anxiety. You know, I mentioned that she was moderately mentally handicapped, um, but she also had already some um, mental health issues in addition to the cognitive development. And so those came out um, in fears, lots of fear. She was afraid of everything. She was afraid of um, public bathrooms, just, just everything from when she was really, really small. And um, she was afraid of people, definitely. And now after the start of the school year and how she was treated at school in eighth grade, which is a brutal age to be um, a special needs uh, student, um, she just really had so much social anxiety. So uh, even at this point, at age 13 and a half, you know what, she may have just turned 14 um, during this Fall. I don't know if she was 13 or 14, but um, she, because uh, she was a late graduate, but um, she wouldn't even like go into the store to pick mom up a stamp. If mom just pulled up and she was supposed to run in and buy a stamp or, or run in and buy a gallon of milk. And we lived literally in Mayberry. I mean, okay, not literally Mayberry, but we lived in a town of, 
you know, six or 7,000 and it was 1983 and you even sent your seven year old to get in to get a gallon of milk. Um, but Lisa was very fearful of people and would not um, do anything like that. She was also very insecure of her skills. You know, like how could she count out money? How could she pay for the milk? How could she pay for the stamps and so forth? So, um, one of our big priorities was to help her with her social anxiety, her social development, her fears. Um, you know, we didn't know a lot about mental health at the time. Um, and there wasn't a lot known, you know, it was more just like make them do it and they'll get better kind of thing. Um, unfortunately, you know, there just wasn't a lot known like there is today. So we basically just set Lisa up for opportunities where she could grow socially. Um, so I mentioned before that she was in the church band. It was just a little like five or six piece uh, high school and junior high band of kids who played their band instruments on Sunday mornings. And uh, she was very afraid to do that. But my 15 year old sister at the time was also in it. Um, and so she was able to you know, get her, sit by her and play and to go to the practices and so forth. And then we also had private lessons for her. So that was a huge step. So she did that every week. She did the practice and then she did the Sunday morning um, services. Um, another thing, we were very active with small groups. We had, we held small groups at our house all the time. And so she was, became very active in that, in um, serving people. She helped us prepare for it. Uh, she helped us prepare food and, um, you know, uh, tables and chairs and, and children's activities and so forth. And then she, before we knew it, she was like a social butterfly. She was at this, in these small groups, just carrying around food and, you know, offering it to people and, um, it was just remarkable. It was just really, really amazing. She felt very safe and, um, you know, just uh, was very comfortable. Uh, we would take her to the nursing home with us when we did nursing home services. And she really felt comfortable and really liked that. She could really uh, reach out to the senior citizens and just pour, you know, just love them because she didn't feel any pressure or fear of, you know, being made fun of and so forth. Um, I took her to like a YMCA to exercise once a week. And then I also took her to uh, some art classes. Um, and uh, we did that together one night a week. So just really try to help her socially to come out of her shell and to be confident and comfortable. And um, her social um, development actually was quite remarkable. Um, during that year. As a matter of fact, it, it kind of all, you know, really, she had a life-changing year. She really did. And not just because of us, just because um, it was just what she needed, right, for that year. The next year, she went into high school. She um, was in ninth grade. She had a special education teacher she loved, spent a lot of time in his class. He was a very, uh, very kind, wonderful man and a, an excellent teacher. Um, and she was just a different person a year later. And of course, you know, things were, things are a little bit different in high school than they are in junior high. Junior high can be brutal. Um, and she just had her place there in the special ed class. She had so much encouragement from him. And so she changed so much socially during that year. 
Uh, as far as her, you know, what counted and what didn't count and how our school looked, uh, at the time it was, and I think that's still the way it is in Indiana, that you must have 180 days of instruction, uh, equivalent instruction to what the school offers. And of course, I mentioned in several episodes again, ago when I was talking about how all the homeschoolers were kind of run out of our town at the time, um, there were there were depositions and uh, that's when I met Dr. Raymond Moore and um, there were a lot of legal battles going on and a lot of uh, fear around homeschooling. So uh, we just basically kept track of our days. Um, you know, I, I had just graduated from teacher's college. So, you know, I started out with the daily lesson plans and doing all that and, and filling everything in. Um, but then I just started keeping a calendar and basically if we went on a field trip or she came for school, what she came, she didn't miss really. We didn't skip. So, you know, she came for school every day when we went on a field trip, whatever like that, we would just, um, count that in her 180 days. So the, I mentioned socially and, you know, like anxiety wise, how much better she was doing by the end of the year. Um, but we really had some remarkable strides academically and it was really good for homeschooling because the same people who had tested her the year before in the school, um, you know, I don't know if it was I-STEP or what kind of test it was at that time, you know, they were the same ones who came in now at the end of the school year and tested her from after our school year together. And um, so that was really good because it was a, there was a lot of continuity there. But also the the strides that she had made she had been at a second grade math level and then at the end of this eighth grade year at home she was at a fourth grade math level so she jumped up two uh, academic years during that school year in math now keep in mind that she was beginning eighth grader you know when she was only at a second grade level so that would have been you know kindergarten through seventh grade those eight years of school only having made two years of progress in math. So uh, to have progressed two years in math in one school year was pretty remarkable uh, based on her past, pre her previous seven years. But that wasn't the best part. The best part was her reading. And her reading went from a second grade level to a sixth grade level. And she was uh, ended, just ended eighth grade. And that wasn't even the best part about that. The best part about that was that based on her IQ, um, her, the, the testers themselves said that her capacity was not sixth grade reading, that she could not get to a sixth grade reading level. And yes, she did. Four grade levels in reading uh, in one year. So... Um, yeah, it was it was really 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 amazing and it was such a great experience for me to see how just that one-on-one -on -one instruction and that continuity and that consistency and the um constant reading. I mean, she, you know, I I mentioned that last week how much she read both independently and then with me and uh, to Joshua and just like what her whole day consisted of was like, you know, reading and then a little bit of something else and reading and a little bit of something else and then reading and a little bit of something else. So, anyway, um it was a good year. It was a hard year. I t I talked about that last week. It was a hard year, but um I'm really happy that we did it to this day. I see I am almost 60. 
and my next sister is 55 and Lisa is 53. So to this day, Lisa will just out of the blue text me and say, remember when you taught me how to bake bread? And that was so fun that year. And remember how, um, you know, Ray would always help me with math and, and we, I, he made me laugh all the time. And, and remember how we spent every day together and, you know, she doesn't remember the hard times, <laughs> but that's okay. Right. That's great. So it was a good year and I'm really grateful for it. Um, I have some more insights next week as to some of the ways that I grew that year and, uh, some of the changes that I had in myself and some of the things that kind of started to creep in, um, into my heart and life as far as pride and things because um that just is a thing a lot of times that homeschoolers struggle with um we were on the um on the offensive a lot and so then we you know kind of go to that extreme where you know no this is better than anything kind of thing and um i love homeschooling i've always loved homeschooling i do not regret the 32 years that i spent with my kids um homeschooling them every day um but I do think that there are, there can be issues <laughs> and I know that I, you know, succumb to that a lot in trying to, uh, defend homeschooling. Um, so anyway, more on that next week, but in the meantime, it was a good homeschool year and I really appreciate you following me. Um, when we get into year two, it's just going to be a little bit more of my uh, teacher covering and more of the things that I learned as Joshua was a toddler and then a preschooler about teaching and overseeing other people in their homeschool and so forth. So stay with me. I'm happy to have you here and I'm excited to bring you our homeschool history.